Listeners, welcome to another episode of Forrest Gump Minute, your weekly podcast where we talk about the movie Forrest Gump four minutes at a time, except every few weeks when we don't. I'm your co-host, Rob, joined as always by my good friends, Joe and Duff. Hi. <laughs> Whoa. Jesus, okay. Coming in hot. Uh, I just thought I'd shake it up. We have our bus stop friend today, a uh, friend of the pod who's been on all of our shows of uh, Tombstone Minute and Titanic Minute. Megan, welcome to Forrest Gump. Hello. Honored and blessed to be here, gentlemen. I'm sure you are. That's, um, a, that's a first for any of our guests. <laughs> also, you never had me on Tombstone because I literally had not seen the movie until you wouldn't stop talking about it at work. Fact check time. <sighs> Incorrect. Off to a good start here. Got a between two ferns level of research. (laughs) (laughs) I just made an assumption and thought Mm -hmm. no one is going to check. Maybe the person who lived it would know. Mm -hmm. I I mean, that's true. So I let's just backtrack. When you said all of our shows, that really is like one. One of our shows. Um, You had. (laughs) There are three shows, one of which she's guesting on now. So really, you just kind of went out there and missed almost the entirety. Yeah, mm-hmm. way off. Mm-hmm. Um, well, anyways, Megan. Glad you're the guy who takes care of the money. <laughs> <laughs> Every sentence accounted for, don't you worry. <laughs> yeah. Um, Megan, let's get started on a question we like to ask our guests. We're here at the bus stop. Um and I'm sure, listen, I'm certain you have plenty of these. Do you have a public transit story you would like to share? I have many. I'm trying to think of which is the least offensive. Um, <laughs> so I didn't own a car until I was 31 years old. Um, that so American I, dream. Yep, it is. Um, in many ways, just because Madison, Wisconsin is a fantastic place to use public transit or to ride a bicycle, which is what I do. So I spent like most of my 20s taking the bus uh, in town and just like the the Badger bus between Madison and Milwaukee. So, and there was a guy sitting in the front, like where the three handicap seats are, sprawled out on across all three, holding onto a completely blown up exercise ball. (laughs) (laughs) And he was just like leaning on it. And this was another situation where this guy was trying to get the attention of two younger women at the back of the bus, but he was so messed up that, like, he couldn't talk. So not only is he laying across three seats in the handicapped spot, like, where people who, you know, get on with strollers or wheelchairs need to go, he's holding a a giant exercise ball blown up that he's, like, half laying on, and he's trying to yell back to these girls. And I just remember he couldn't really formulate words, but he was saying – Hey, yo, 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 yo. And then <laughs> the girls in the back of the bus were like, you know, swearing back at him. Like, shut up, man. Like, don't talk to us. And I was just like, uh. But again. Well, what was the exercise ball for? I don't know. That's the best part right he was there. Just hold, he was just holding it. <laughs> Maybe he was taking it to work to sit on for posture. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And he had a leg up on the seat, too, I remember. he was. It was strange. I can't take... You can't be sitting on an exercise ball in a workplace, and I will not. T- I, I won't take you seriously. I just yeah. can't. I mean, I, I didn't take him seriously on the bus, so I guess <laughs> that's true. Same. But I've seen all kinds of just insane things on the buses that's, in Madison. Yeah, that's that's good. That's some good stuff. Um, what are your 
back onto Forrest Gump or to Forrest Gump for the first time so far on this episode. What are your thoughts on this movie, Megan? So I was hoping to rewatch it today, but I have a seven-month-old, so mm-hmm. didn't do that. Um, but you're probably, certainly familiar with this. Yep, I for sure saw it. I didn't see it in theaters, but I remember seeing it with my neighbor Colin. We watched it, so I was probably it was probably '95. Eh, so we were like fifth grade, I think. Um, and I remember everyone. I remember there was a lot of dis- is this movie PG thirteen? Yes. 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 I remember there was a lot of discussion because we were definitely not thirteen about whether we should watch it. Um, but I remember the two of us. We probably discussion it. amongst you guys, or was a parent involved? I think a pa- I think his mom, because my mom is not that kind of person. Okay. I just got this vision of like no parents were involved. It's just two children like arguing like nerds back and <laughs> yeah. forth. Nah. Well, I'm twelve and a half, and if you round up. My dad no. says I'm mature for my age. We must have just rented it because I, I have a memory of like watching it at his house. He lived in the house behind ours and he was like my best bud growing up. Um, and I played the, the music on the I played piano. So like I, I played this feather, whatever the damn feather song is. I've played so many times on the piano. So I have like a lot of memory of that song. It's a great song. It is. It's very fun on piano, too. Uh, did your so that's actually a good question, Megan, that you kind of brought up. Did your everyone does your parents care about pg-13 versus pg like i remember are you drunk what was going on there (laughs) i remember r being like a thing like oh should we show them an r movie but i feel like i feel like because pg-13 didn't exist until like shortly before our childhood yeah that i don't think they cared between pg and pg-13 yeah i i don't i mean i remember watching what year did Jurassic Park come out? 93? 93. We watched that, and I was for sure too young to watch that movie because I was, like, scared out of my wits. Um, and my mom was just like, well, whatever. Like, she, I, like, did not care. My mom's a teacher, which is a little shocking. But um, so I have no memory of my parents being concerned. We went and saw Titanic, and I was, like, maybe 13. Nope, she didn't care. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I remember, like, a, a movie that I loved as a kid, which, looking back on, is a very bizarre movie to love as a child, is Stand By Me. Mm. Uh, and maybe maybe that is PG? I don't actually know. It might be pre... It, it might have been right in that era before PG-13 was a thing. Um, or even, like, another example is um, Gremlins is, like, a bizarre PG movie. That was one of the movies that prompted the PG-13. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because, like, when they started it was, putting uh, gremlins in the microwave. It was that, and I think uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom was the other one, where parents mm-hmm. were like, look, there's a lot of leeway between PG and R. Even Raiders of the Lost Ark, like, <laughs> I mean, that movie, I'm not sure what age I show that to my child, because, like, it's, there's some pretty graphic stuff in that movie uh, yeah. i feel like when you get to be eight or nine yeah. heads explode and melt yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i remember that movie taught me the word bastard and i asked my mom what it meant what did she say <laughs> did she like give an, a neighborhood example <laughs> yeah, he's like oh you know your friend andy yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i think she played it off in that she actually she played it off as uh it means that your parents aren't married and it's not really that an actual insult because lots of people's parents aren't married anymore. I'm like, Oh, okay. Like my mom was very matter of fact about it. She's like, yeah, it used to be like 
much more of an insult, but like half the population are bastards now. I, I remember asking my mom what bitch meant and her just giving me the female dog description. Be like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like the thing I probably remember most about this movie, and it's I it, it resonates now just because uh, it I've gone to Vietnam, um, but like I don't think I knew about the Vietnam. I, I think the public school system might have failed me up until this point because I don't think I knew what the Vietnam War was until I saw this movie. I knew there was a memorial. Yeah, that's all. There was a I, memorial with names on it on a wall. Like that's it. Yeah, I just remember like years and years of just like fellating over world war ii like that's all i remember about like k through five six maybe the only thing bad thing you're allowed to learn about in u.s history is the teapot dome scandal (laughs) (laughs) yeah i feel like uh we got just up to like the beginnings of vietnam but then we never got too far into it and joe i'm gonna need your teacher uh opinion on this my theory is that Vietnam is recent enough where the parents will get mad if you teach one way or the other oh and, God. like, make a ruckus. Whereas, like, if you say Teapot Dome was bad, like, everyone's... I have that no is idea what P-top, Teapot Dome is. <laughs> it was an uh, oil scandal, wasn't it, Joe? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have no clue. But my theory about why the public schools basically stop history around 1965 is because... Uh, that's the point where the idiot boomer parents can make a mess for their lives if they have an opinion about something. But then they wouldn't teach about. I mean, I, mean, I think you just run out of time. That too. You can't. You can't teach American history uh, from like pre-colonial days all the way through today in one school year. Well, I disagree because I feel like this movie does it in two and a half hours, Joe. Mm. <laughs> mm. Checkmate. And, uh, I, I most uh, I think a lot of you, history, history teachers no, they don't teach chronologically anymore. It's uh, I think many not I don't know if I would say most, but many teach it thematically. That makes sense. I've heard of uh, really like kind of out there teachers will teach in reverse chronological order. Like it's not mm. super common, but I've heard of that, and I think that's kind of a cool idea. The only way to do it if you're going to do a one-year survey course is doing it thematically. It's the only way you can cover the meaningful stuff. But the way U.S. history is taught in our country is ridiculous. Or it certainly was when we were in high school. I remember yeah. we took, I was in uh, what was called CIS, College in the Schools, where you actually got University of Minnesota credits for taking this honors class. Oh, yeah. I'd always heard of like people in Minnesota did that. Yeah. We didn't, it, we didn't have that. It was great because it was way easier than AP and then all the credits transferred to Madison and that's how I only took like 12 credits a semester for four years and still graduated in four. Wait, is that all you took every semester, Duff? Uh, I think there was like one semester I took like 16, but most semesters, like I know they say you're supposed to do 15. Like yeah, That's how it averages out. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'll get out my transcript, Rob, but there were not a lot of semesters where I hit 15. Yeah, same mm. with me. Yeah, same. But I did See, AP, so. Uh, over at uh, Old Spooner High, AP <laughs> was not an option. Shocked. So you get to walk in with old zero credits to your name. <laughs> oh, but you're, so fluid, you, you're fluid in Spanish, though, so didn't you get retro Wait, credits from that's that? That's true. I did get that because I took four years in Spanish. It's on, I, your, li- uh, it's on your LinkedIn. <laughs> uh, so how, the, how, how do you say... <laughs> how do you say... <laughs> never... <laughs> I am yes. fluent in Spanish. In Spanish, 
person who's story, uh, uh, we, uh, Joe and I uh, met someone who was a native Spanish speaker, uh, and uh, <laughs> they made fun of me by continually asking, having her talk to me in Spanish, and I clearly <laughs> was not fluent in Spanish. <laughs> uh, so can, my, you, my... can you flag something that's like <laughs> fake news on LinkedIn? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Flag his the uh, once, foreign the, language proficiency I think area. The once a year I go on LinkedIn, I think the last time I noticed Rob was fluent in Spanish. <laughs> what I should do Unreal. is I should remove it, and I wonder if it would, like, because doesn't, like, LinkedIn do updates? Everyone would just, like, get an update. Rob no longer knows Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Rob suffered a traumatic brain injury and is no longer fluent in Spanish. <laughs> Rob, I don't think it's fluent. I think it just says knows. I know mm, Spanish. I know gonna, of it. Rob, no one's <laughs> that's gonna, ridiculous. Rob, no one's going to mark that like they know five Spanish phrases on LinkedIn or something. <laughs> yeah, there's no way you're even conversational at best, dude. Can you even ask where the bathroom is? Uh, uh, donde es el baño? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I took German. I think it's, so. I think it's I think donde es el baño. Uh, pretty close. They would have known. They would have known. Would've they would have out they would have heard Donde and Banyo and they'd be like, It's over there, gringo. <laughs> <laughs> uh the they thing I was then they would have s- told you they're the wallet inspector. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I was gonna say about even in the honors class, we had some weird assignments. Like we did during the Civil War, like one of the projects was we had to make a Civil War journal. Like oh, God. and Looking back, it was the dumbest assignment. I think we just had to demonstrate, like, oh, demonstrate these five aspects of this and demonstrate this. But, like, you part of Were you a Confederate soldier writing about your passion for states' rights? (laughs) I was about to ask, which side were you on? Uh, So I don't remember any of the actual content. But what I do remember is that part of your grade was for presentation. So, like, everyone was like, oh, Christ, we have to make this look like it's... 150 years old burning the edges of it and stuff so what we did dipping it in coffee and tea yes what we did is we tried several methods and then finally like my friend's mom who was like a master baker like Martha Stewart level got involved she's like all right let's put on the broiler on the oven Mm -hmm. and so like what we did is we like soaked these papers in coffee like lightly like water that had a little bit of coffee in it and then we would like put them in the oven and like broil these pages for just 15 minutes and it was the dumbest thing i'm like what is this teaching us what what it's is too this? bad you weren't a confederate general then you could have just had a slave write it for you <laughs> for presentation uh, points yeah. It's a good use of time though so that you didn't learn about the vietnam war so yes <laughs> well true. done there's not enough time so um, in fairness though back. we spent a lot of time on the progressive era which I don't mm. think a lot of high schools did. Mm. Probably not. I, I remember doing a, a Civil War thing, and we had to, like, I got to, we all got to sign roles similarly, and I had to, like, I was the one who read the, like, the ugh, telegrams or whatever. I don't know. And so I would read them and then tap a stapler <laughs> while I read it, uh, like, like it was Morse code. Uh, Are you okay. sure that you were in a real school? <laughs> And your parents weren't just dropping you off at like some like dime store daycare. <laughs> I'm not actually. Uh, the other, the other. So it's like, my- dear Mrs. Johnson, stop tap 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 tap. <laughs> the other story I remember, and I'm sure we all have a story similar to this, but uh, nothing was uh, worse than team projects 
in in school. True then, to, true now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should go to grad school if you like team projects. Uh, and because you have to, you know, ultimately trust people to do things, um, which is is not a good way to build trust. And I remember I was uh, we were doing like a science experiment. We were going to do like the volcano, right? We're going to like make the little volcano, and uh, we had gotten everything ready. And then my friend was like, "Well, I'll uh, I'll I'll paint. I'll like." make the volcano part like we had all the ingredients and stuff and he was gonna actually make the volcano i was like no i I can i can come over and help and he's like no 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 i'll do it don't worry about it so he comes in that next day and all he did was paint a milk jug brown (laughs) oh my god awesome he just took a milk jug that he painted brown and i was like that is not a volcano that is i was so i was so hurt how bad it was Man, so I, so I don't trust people. Cause I'll volcano. What grade? What grade level was this? That probably would have eleventh like grade, sixth grade. I would think six, six or seventh grade would be my guess. I've never really gotten the volcano science project thing. Like, are you really learning because you've put vinegar and baking soda into that thing and then it's colored and spews out or whatever? Did you actually learn anything about volcanoes? No, I just. What I'm saying so- <laughs> is, give me volcano facts. Uh, we Megan and I have a friend that could do that for yes. us, but um, I took a volcanoes class in college. I have some facts. Mm. Yeah, tell Go. us two of them. Uh, well, I think a lot of people think about lava as the danger, right? Mm, no, it's not. It's that pyroclastic flow. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's what. That's what did all the damage and killed people from Mount um, Vesuvius. Uh, no. Mount St. Helens? Oh, the Roman Mount St. Helens, yeah. Mount St. Helens. So it's like this uh, wave of like extremely hot gas. So it's both poison and also will basically just melt you when it hits you. And that, a wave of that, not I don't think all, not all eruptions, but like ones like Mount St. Helens will flow away from it. And that's what like, you know, like you see those pictures of the forests where they're completely cleared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, all the people are just ash and stuff. Like, that's from pyroclastic flow. So watch out for that flow. It's heavy. Oh, man. Was that class he- a blast? Heavy, heavy flow day. Mm. I, I erupted with enthusiasm at the end of every single lecture. <laughs> Back at your own dorm room, Mo. I genuinely, uh, genuinely, it was one of my favorite classes. Uh, I don't even remember a volcano class. It was a, well, because I was also on the 12-credit plan. So I had two, I had um, two four credit classes and a three. So I needed one more credit, and it was yeah, a one yeah. credit uh, geology class. Yeah. See, Rob, this is what you can do if you went to like a normal twentieth century yeah. school. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> Trust me, I was aware. Rob, I the guy aware. you played basketball with is a seismologist. Yes. True. Mm-hmm. Wonder if he taught uh, that class. Uh, oh, Dang! Yeah, look at maybe. Look at Joe with volcano facts, learning all types of stuff. I I. I it's a, a genuine interest of mine. I love volcanoes. Um, Duff, you've got a question for Megan. Uh, yeah. Um, so Forrest meets a lot of people, even though you didn't have a chance to rewatch. I'm sure you remember he meets all types of folk, mm-hmm. um, famous folk. If you could have Forrest meet someone from roughly – mid 50s to early 80s who would it be um Mm. can be musician politician actor cultural icon of any type 
Um, is Madonna too late? No. No? Okay. We could get very early Madonna. I was going to say, it'd yeah. be like early Madonna. I love Madonna. Uh, well, and she's also a moron, but um, <laughs> I, guess, I guess they'd have a lot in common, so. <laughs> they could talk about, they could, he'd be like, why do you have a British accent? <laughs> um i we were just listening to her self-titled her album so i was just like oh madonna so maybe there's a scene where uh once again like the big force is in new york and he meets madonna and she doesn't have a top on so he quickly grabs something to cover her up and he grabs two cones Mm, (laughs) that's good yeah I, i can't wait to write force gump too (laughs) <laughs> is it is it too dark? Like, what if when he was running across America, he, like, ran into Ted Bundy when he was, like, on his berserker hall? <laughs> I mean, I'm all in on that, Megan. I'm all in on any serial killer. I think there's – I've said this before. I want a whole Forrest Gump where he just meets serial killers who, across. Who was the the serial killer they're teasing and Mindhunter, the one who, like, disguised himself as an ADT security guy? Oh, the BTK, BTK killer. BTK, yeah. He was a Midwest serial killer, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Kansas City. Kansas, Kansas City, yeah, right. I could see, well, like... Wichita. Could, yeah, Wichita. Oh, Wichita, okay. I could see Forrest just, like, on his run through the heartland be, like, meeting up with the that guy. <laughs> I was thinking, like, Ted Bundy would try his, like, fake cop trick on him. Oh, there you go. Old. Some of the, well, some G- of the all-time Jenny, classics. Ted Bundy, he would save Jenny from Ted Bundy. She's a blonde, <laughs> oh, right? Oh. Yeah, of course. That would, that would Jenny, that would happen to her. That checks out. Yeah. Got yeah. a real rough, rough go of it, Jenny. Joe, do you have any questions for Megan? So we've been uh, really digging into the soundtrack, the quintessential Boomer movie soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to say that this is the soundtrack for Boomers uh, and the band that pops up the most on it is The Doors, which is a quintessential Boomer band. Five times, I believe. There's five yeah. Doors songs. Oh, so when they make like the millennial Forrest Gump where like it's like a 35-year-old like running into celebrities and they're like driving for a ride-sharing company before they um, die destitute from medical bankruptcy. <laughs> which which band is going to be featured most heavily on the Millennial soundtrack? Mm, Lana Del Rey. That would be Zoomers, mm. though. So oh, yeah. uh, Millennials is yeah. This has got to be something Lana. that Some, this has got to be something that came out from like probably 2000 to 2010. Well, the Millennial is generally 1980 to 2000. So yeah, but I mean, it, it's it's probably got to be someone who's peak of their powers was when we were mm-hmm. you know age 15 to age 30 yeah I mean, yeah britney okay. spears was anyone bigger than britney spears mm. but 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 it 99. has to be an artist that we would take seriously but younger generations would look at as with disdain as being phony and full of it mm. like the doors hmm. mm. i have an answer for you oh i want to hear your answer while i think about it i think that it would be uh arcade fire <laughs> that's pretty good that's yeah it, it's a band that people of our generation are unusually emotionally attracted to but i think younger people would listen to it and be like this is pretentious nonsense and like the earnestness of it i think would really turn mm, zoomers and okay. younger off rightfully so i mean it, it is like i i like them but they're embarrassing which i think is probably what most smart boomers think about the doors right like they like it, but they recognize that it's embarrassing. So Mumford and Sons is what also comes to mind for me. Oh. Mm. 
That's... Are we are we that empty of a generation? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel I feel like the only person who is close to that kind of like monoculture is going to be like Beyonce or Taylor Swift or someone like that. Or Kanye. Yeah. Ooh, Kanye. Yeah, Kanye might be good. Yeah. And then like all the Zoomers, like, isn't this the guy who went nuts and like vote, went around for Trump and such? Yeah. Like, that's a good question. Thanks. I'm still thinking uh, about all the. Well, I mean, it's not uh, millennial, but the person who comes to mind is also Dave Matthews Band. But. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the Gen X one. That, yeah, no, <laughs> that's an interesting straddle one because yeah, I suppose. Uh, I think they're a little too young. The Gen Xers would have been into their 30s by the time they rose for, to power, right? Yeah, yeah. Dave Matthews yeah. was mid 90s. Yeah, who does Dave Matthews Band belong to? I mean, I've outside been of it, losers, I've been uh, to a Dave Matthews Band concert, he, and it's a he, weird, awful, terrible thing. He belongs to a lot of people I went to high school with. Yep. Yeah, same. There you go. Ah, must be must be millennial then, I guess. Uh, go out, go about. 10 to 15 miles out of any major urban center, and that's where the Dave Matthews Band fans are right now. Yep. That's true. That's true. Um, I have a really important question for you, Megan. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite tube-shaped food? <laughs> and it's not a trick question. Food. Yep. Um, any food hot, that's shaped like a tube. Like a tube. Hot dog. Hot, I, what? I love hot dogs. Yeah, that's a popular answer. I mean, hot dogs are popular so good. food. Also, yeah. I grew up in Wisconsin. Like, it's like a national pastime to like eat a hot dog or a brat. What's your preferred hot dog? Um, the market that I live by sells. They are called quote old fashioned wieners end quote, <laughs> and they're the best. They're from the Jennifer Street Market. Bourbon? Well, you know what? You just proved that you're definitely qualified to answer that millennial soundtrack question. <laughs> <laughs> Um, old-fashioned wieners from the Jennifer Street Market. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> they are delicious. Don't hate me. What's old-fashioned about them? I, well, it's a butcher, uh, so like they make them, I think, old-fashioned. A 30-year-old with a, an ironic mustache hands it to you. That's what makes it <laughs> They also sell a brat called the Hipster Brat, and it has kale in it, so checks out. <laughs> <laughs> Is that any good? Yeah, it's actually super good. I'm sure it's good. I don't. I'm sorry. I they, make the fun. They also make old fashioned brats that have old fashioned in them, like the drink. Oh, so that okay, was that, that was good. the first thing I I thought of. I'm like, wait, so is it soaked in bourbon or something? No, the old fashioned. Um, excuse are, me, Duff. Uh, yeah, wow, Christ! What is wrong with you? Brandy, get out of here. Everywhere here, it's always bourbon. Well, That's because you live in a. Inferior state. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Oh. Bourbon old fashioned. Keep, 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 mud duck keep now? account on those COVID deaths, there, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> it's because we uh, Wisconsinites actually like to talk, see each other, and talk to each other. Minnesotans <laughs> are quite content to be alone and cold. Uh, we got the highest ranking in the who's social distancing the best. Because you all hate each other and yourselves. We're all we're all Scandinavian, and we don't want to be within six feet of each other. In general, that's what I'm saying. Yep. <laughs> um, what are what other tube foods are people saying? Well, like uh, penne pasta uh, is a tube shape. I guess like, technically banana is a tube food. Mm, I do like bananas. Mm-hmm. It's all sorts of tube shaped once you open zucchini. Your mind. Yeah, pickles. Mm, I, I I love pickles. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, if you get a tube of cookie dough. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. It can't. This doesn't count. Why not? Why not? The con- it can't. The, the container is tube shaped, not the food. 
Not many, not many foods come in a tube like that. Well, I mean, by that logic, like toothpaste is tube shaped. It it's goes a, in your mouth. It's not a food dummy. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you don't think toothpaste is tube shaped? It's Pring- a paste. Pringles. Kringles? Pringles. Pringles. Oh, I thought you said Kringles. Kringle. That was that was your uh, you were showing your Wisconsin right there, Joe. Well, I. They're delicious. Yeah. I can't Pringles change trash, who I am. So Pringles are trash. Pringles, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, they taste okay, but what a dumb way to like present chips. Put the it in a bag. The worst chip. The worst chip. It's a bad mm. chip. It's not good. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you. I'm not there. like super into Pringles. I, they're, I'm kind of neutral. Well, that's about as happy as one could be about Pringles. <laughs> guess... Although my son loves Pringles, and he knows I hate it, and then he keeps getting Pringles because he knows I won't eat them. So he's already learning. Mm. I think that's the most monstrously like package-wasting thing are like the snack size Pringles. Oh, it's, where it's so like dumb. this yep. ch- this little tube, and there's like four chips in it. I feel, I'm getting upset just thinking about this. I feel the guiltiest packaging-wise about Starburst. Because I love oh Starburst, God, I but know. it's so much plastic paper that never breaks down. It's so bad. You basically, it's like a cup of petroleum that you just drank every time. Yeah, you why open isn't it up. just wax paper that would break down, right? And that's all it would need to be. Maybe. Oh, Let's also, talk to Red Mr. Vines. <laughs> red vines are tube shaped. That's my one of my favorites. Ooh, that's a good answer. Red love vines red are good. Vines. Love red vines versus Twizzlers. Sound off. Oh, red vines, red, red vines, vines, red vines. I mean, red vines by a mile, but I still like Twizzlers. Although yeah. I red like, vines. Oh, wow, we're all in agreement here. I, wow. I will say I enjoy the pull and peel Twizzlers, even though they're what? nothing. They're yeah. nothing like actual licorice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes there it are, feel like it lasts longer. They are so satisfying. Good to peel i agree with you there i guess now that i'm thinking about it and there it's like taking a tube shaped food and then turning it into smaller tubes yeah it's the power rangers effect of tube shaped foods (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) megan do you have anything else about forrest gump or tube shaped foods or millennial music um no i um i recall really liking this movie i haven't watched it in a few years other than it's like constantly on cable television um I remember liking the soundtrack, but again, I was like 12, uh, and it reminds me of my parents, obviously. If you uh, like yeah. white dudes, you like the soundtrack. Yeah, that's what I remember. Um, well, although... I've got bad news for you, because as soon as we're done with this show, this movie's going to be erased forever, <laughs> and uh, we're never going to be able to watch it again, and it will never be talked about again. Um, the only thing I was going to say, I feel like your guests, and you guys have done this quite well, I've talked about Tom Hanks being amazing, and like, yeah, fine, ditto, 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 he's great, but... yeah. Robin Wright is the bomb.com. Um, I not love in this her. movie, I don't think. No, not in this movie, but I just well, like, she's like her much to do. as a person. Like, she's awesome. She's great, and I'm a big fan. Yeah, she's a great actress. I think she's great in this movie, despite what she's given. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just hard. I mean, it's just, it's hard to measure anything on that. Like, oddly enough, I think the, as even though I think the show was pretty bad, I thought Robin Wright was really great in House of Cards. Yeah, did you, uh, did you watch it? I've never seen it. I've never I've watched now. the first couple seasons, and she's really good in it, but then there's the rest of the show. It's yep. one of the worst shows ever made, <laughs> I, I would say. Uh, I, I, I cannot adequately express in words how much I loathe it. Was there, but to each what, their own. Who was the showrunner of that? Wasn't it someone famous? Spacey. Or, Kevin Spacey. Did he, was he a showrunner, too? No. No, he's just a star. Oh. Um, he, he was probably running Child Sex Slaves, no, but I, I don't think, think was, he's running that show. 
I think didn't David Fincher direct it? I think he Fincher was, like, oh. was attached to it somehow. He was a producer he? and he directed the pilot, but okay. Yeah. So I just remember yeah. like that was like the first uh streaming show where it was like, Oh, and they got a really big director and a really big star. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Fincher was like, well, I've made all these movies about sociopaths and serial killers. What if I work with one? Let's give that a try. (laughs) Um, Guys, anything, guys, Megan, anything else? Uh, No, I've been really enjoying you guys talking about it. So thanks for doing it. I I will say I've learned more about Vietnam (laughs) since starting this project than I had in my life up until that. Yeah. Not because of the movie, but because I've been, these these two fine gentlemen and, and, other other uh, side reading I've done. I uh, I mean, we went to Vietnam. It's a fantastic place. I highly recommend going. Uh, it'll it'll tell you a lot about the war of American aggression more than you'll ever hear here. And some of it's propaganda, but most of it's not. Uh, so I think re- I, I definitely want to go back and like rewatch some of the Vietnam stuff in the movie. But I recall like that was probably my first introduction to even understanding the Vietnam War, and definitely going to Vietnam and like doing a lot of the war museums. Uh, this was the movie that kept like popping. I mean, obviously like good morning Vietnam in this one, but um, just kept like popping back up in my head. It was like, where did I even learn about this war? And I was like, Oh, I didn't, it was in movies. Like we didn't yeah. talk about this in high school. Yeah. And my yeah. dad wasn't in Vietnam. So like, I don't have that much of like a family or personal connection to the war. So yeah. But well, Megan, thanks a lot for, uh, for joining us idiots. Yeah. <laughs> and uh talking talking public transit stories mm. and music everyone foods. should use public transit and buses they're great i stand by them they're fantastic uh i actually miss riding the bus and i'm looking forward to getting back on the bus yeah i ride the bus home every day a bit uh and and i enjoy i enjoy that bus ride home it's nice i'd like to apologize to the people of minnesota i actually love it there i was just messing around <laughs> I'm I'm cutting that out. I mean, no one's gonna touch you either way. So I was gonna say they're kind of like the liberal <laughs> well, paradise Wisconsin wants to be. Mm. Disease or no disease, that's the case. <clears throat> yeah. Well, much like Wisconsin, there are several towns that are uh, very progressive. But I could tell you stories of St. Cloud, the worst place on earth. I believe that. Well, I guess on that, <laughs> um, <laughs> listeners. Thanks so much for uh, listening to this. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Gump Minute. We have a website at ForrestGumpMinute.com. We have a Facebook group where we talk about this at called Box of Chocolates. You can just go to ForrestGumpMinute.com slash chocolates. And we have a Patreon. If you just need more content, um, that's weird, but you can go to patreon.com slash the midnight boys and for as little as two dollars get extra episodes every month i actually think it's normal and good uh to want more content and everyone should do it from us yeah oh okay yep i'm with joe happy the days while i'm ending the nest till once more they ride high out to sea